Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go.
Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And you guys, I'm so excited to have Melissa Ambrosini back on the podcast. She came on the podcast last year talking about her amazing book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. And so many of you reached out about talking about how much you loved it. So she is back. She has written another book called Open Wide, which is a radically real guide to deep love, rockin' relationships, and soulful sex. And we talk all about her new book. what she's going through right now, what made her write this book, what relationships spurred her to write this book in her life. And she is also a best-selling author, you guys. She also has the Melissa Ambrosini Show, which is a podcast, and she's a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, and a self-love teacher. She was named a self-help guru by Elle magazine. And her message is all about love being sexy, healthy, and liberating, and that wealth is not a dirty word. She has inspired women across the globe to activate their dreams and live life on their own terms. So I can't wait for you to listen in on this conversation and let's get started. Melissa, I'm so excited to have you back on the show again. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, beautiful lady. I love your podcast and I'm so excited to be here. Mm, I'm so excited to have you back on because I have been loving following all of the updates from your tour and with your husband and everything that you have going on in your life. And since our last podcast, you guys, I'm going to link up her last podcast um, to this interview. So if you want to hear everything prior about Melissa's life and leading up to her last book. Um, I'm going to have that in the show notes. So from the last interview, Melissa, what have you been up to? So from your last book that we had you on about mastering your mean girl, and we just talked all about life and what you're all about, but what has been going on since then for you? So much, (laughs) so much. Well, I wrote another book, um, which is out now and that's called open wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex. Mm. And it is kind of like a progression from mastering your mean girl, like mastering your mean girl is very much about, uh, your mean girl is that inner critic, you know, you can call it your inner critic, your ego, uh, your shadow self, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the first book is really about mastering that voice inside your head. That's holding you back from doing the things that you really want to do in your life. And then once we have this really beautiful relationship with ourselves and, uh, have gotten to that place where we have mastered our mean girl and, and by all means, you know, it's a daily practice and a daily task. Um, we can really start to look at the relationships around us. So relationships with everyone, not just our romantic relationships, but our relationships with our family, friends, boss, everyone, Um, because our relationships are our biggest spiritual assignments and they are the biggest game that we play. And we are in relationship to all things at all times. You know, we're in relationship to mother nature, but we're also in relationship to everyone that we come into contact with. Yet we are born into this world without a manual on how to navigate relationships. So the way that we learn is through watching our parents Mm. 
And sometimes that is a great model and other times not so great. So a lot of our relationship beliefs are borrowed or inherited from our parents. And if you're anything like me, you know, that was, I, I, you know, my parents are still together, but the way that they have kind of managed their relationship is definitely there's things that I would want to tweak and do differently. Um, so that's why I wrote this book. It's a guide on how to have beautiful, deep, fulfilling, authentic relationships. It's for anyone who wants to experience deep love, like deep, like I'm, I'm talking deep love. Like I want to really get to know you. I want to really get to your heart. I want to know who you are. So I'm not here for surface level interactions. I want to sit with you. I want to dive deep. I want to know how you are, what your soul is craving. So for anyone who wants deep love, this book is for you. If anyone wants rocking relationships and, you know, for me, that means really epic and fun. Yes, deep, but also fun and inspiring um, relationships. And then to experience soulful relationships and soulful sex with your beloved. Um, So anyone who wants any of those things, this book is for you. Well, I think that's, you know, every human's <laughs> deepest desires all named right there. So for you, how was that showing up for you? Was there a time, did this book come from, or just these thoughts, you know, because it's kind of like your life's work all in one spot every time you write a book. Um, did this come from a desire from not having it a certain point in your life, from not having any of these things? Absolutely. It definitely came from not having deep love, not having rocking relationships and definitely not having soulful sex. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, all of my relationships up until I really started to dive into this work uh, were very surface levels, very much about comparisonitis and um, not deep, very surface level, but that's not what we're here for. We're really here to go deep, to really um, serve each other and inspire each other and help each other. That's what we're here for. So then it kind of really hit me. Like I knew I had to write a book when I met my husband. I knew I had to write this book when I met him. So before I met him, I didn't know that soulmates existed. I didn't believe that you could have a deep heart opening, expansive relationship with another human being. I didn't know that soulful sex existed before that. I was just experiencing what I call junk food sex, you know, (laughs) quick, (laughs) quick and easy. I didn't know that sex could be a godly experience. You know, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought it was like mutual masturbation really. Mm. Um, but for me, it's not, it is an experience with God. It's an experience with God, love, oneness, whatever you want to call it. And same with my relationship with my husband. It is beyond my wildest dreams. Mm. We like meeting him was like staring into my soul he, he is my one. He is my lover, my soulmate, whatever you want to call it. I didn't believe in any of that before I met him. And when we kind of got together, I I thought this is what it's meant to be like. 
And that doesn't mean it's all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Absolutely not. But when you meet meet your equal, and you'll know this too, Laurie, like you and Chris, you guys, you guys are soulmates. Like mm-hmm. when you meet your soulmate, there is nowhere to hide. You mm-hmm. reflect back to each other everything that, you know, you might be denying within yourself or you're not looking at, you are each other's biggest mirrors. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) you know, that also means that you may trigger each other and Mm -hmm. that's, that's okay, but it's how you move through that because where there is discomfort, there is always growth on the other side. Mm. And this is why I had to write this book because I, thought, oh my gosh, if I didn't know this was possible, how many other people out there don't know this is possible? And I wanted to share it. Like the love and the unity that I have with my husband is beyond anything I've ever experienced before in my life. And the soulful, deep connection and the soulful, deep lovemaking, it's it's mind-blowing. And everyone deserves this and everyone can have this. We just have to be willing and open, open wide to that idea, to that possibility. But so many of us are very closed off or we don't want to open our heart, don't want to be authentic, don't want to go deep because we're scared of being hurt. But that's kind of playing it safe. You know, that's where we don't grow and we really want to grow and expand to our full potential. And the way that we do that is by unlocking our heart and being vulnerable and being authentic and being truthful and being deep and being open and wide. Mm, I love that. So what happens when one party is completely open and the other one isn't really even aware of this yet, but you feel a pull to maybe share this with your partner? I hear this a lot and it can feel sometimes like when you are kind of jumping on the train and you're feeling all of these amazing feelings within yourself and you're getting inspired and excited, you can really want that other person to jump on the same train as you. And whether this is with, you know, personal development or business or health or spirituality, whatever it is, you can feel like you want them to jump on board. I've tried, you know, you've got to jump on board with meditation. You've got to jump on board with health. Or you, you know, I really want to really deepen our relationship and, you know, try these new things. And I really want you to jump on board. But what that does is, I mean, if you look at children, anytime they're told to do something, guess what they want to do? They want to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're told to do something, your almost immediate reaction psychologically is to rebel. So the best way that we can inspire someone else in all areas of our life is by simply being the example, simply being the example and sharing from your heart. So of course, like sit down with them and practice what I call in the book, crystal clear communication and share that you would, you know, you would love to start deepening your relationship and you'd love to start being more vulnerable and expressive with each other and going deep. And I'd love to explore, explore, you know, some Tantra or Taoism or whatever it is. And then if it's your friends, you know, just saying to them, I'd really love to deepen our relationship. I'd really love to take our relationship to the next level. Mm -hmm. 
and just opening that dialogue. So that's the way that we can inspire our partner or even our friends um, because trying to drag them to jump on the train with you may not work. Um, you know, I had at the start of this year, I, um, I sat down a couple of my friends and my mom and my dad and my brother and I wrote them this beautiful message and I just said how much I love and appreciate them and how much they mean to me and how much this year I would love to deepen my connection with them. And I just wrote this beautiful message just saying all of that, saying how much I want to deepen my connection. I, I, I love them and I want to go deeper. And, you know, I was a little bit like, oh, no, how's my mom and my dad and my brother gonna, going to receive this? Like, how are they going to receive it? And my mom was like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much for saying that. That means the world to me. I would love to go deeper with you too, darling. And even my dad, like my dad, he said the same thing. He's like, oh, that, that melted my heart. You know, th- my dad doesn't talk like that. And <laughs> You know, and he's just said, I would love, I would love that so much. Let's do it. Let's work on it. Because I explained, you know, and I talk about this in the book, relationships require love, energy, and attention. And it's, it's, the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And just like a plant or the grass, the more you water it and tend to it and give it the right amount of sunlight and tend to the soil, the more that plant is going to flourish and thrive. And that's the same with our relationships. You can't just turn a blind eye or block them out or go, that person's toxic. I'm going to cut them out of my life. No, if we really want to grow and evolve as our own being, then we have to give that relationship, like the plant, love and nourishment and tend to it. That's when it's going to flourish. And I've really, you know, for me, I cut my parents out of my life for many years. When I first started on this spiritual journey, I kind of cut them out of my life. I was like, they're toxic. They're not on the same path as me. How, like... How funny is that? I just think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that because I missed out on those years and I'll never get them back. But cutting people out is not the way to your evolution or to the relationship's evolution. So for me, you know, looking at the relationships that may trigger you is the best way to grow. Like that, they're the, that's the work. That's the university, life university right there. And, um, tending to my relationship with my parents and my friends and my siblings, that is where I have been rewarded so much. It's very easy to hang out with our soul sisters because we're on the same page Mm -hmm. and we get each other and we can talk about our moon cycle and entrepreneurship and all of these amazing things that we're doing. But the quote-unquote more challenging relationships that's where we grow. Mm. So have you ever had those moments where you have asked for the permission to kind of go deeper? Um, You have these, what feels like an amazing connection. You really share a lot of your soul. And yet perhaps you're aware that maybe it was not as well received or something 
you know, gives you that sign that later it was not well received. Um, cause there's truth telling, right? There's honest truth telling and really asking for that space. And sometimes it's easy for the other party to say, yes, I'm bought in. This sounds so great. But when it actually happens, it can kind of, you know, create, it can create some serious feelings. So what are some things, um, because I've definitely had circles and spaces that have happened like this. What are some things that you can tell people afterward to be ready for, you know, that feeling of like the vulnerability hangover feeling or the feeling of it not being as well received and knowing that, yeah, there, you risk rejection when you are honest and open. Mm. The vulnerability hangover thing is, is something I feel, um, often because I just toured around Australia with my book. Um, Nick and I created a show together called Open Wide because he is a musician and he wrote a song called Open Wide and I wrote a book called Open Wide and Mm. we decided to create this beautiful show where we mixed music, meditation and motivation together and it it was so awesome. It was like like a Coldplay concert mixed with – Tony Robbins. Oh my God. I love it. it. (laughs) Yeah. It was so much fun. And, you know, I shared this on Instagram the other day, like almost every show I would walk off stage, be buckled over with feelings in my stomach of like wanting to puke because I had shared too much. I had shared, I was like, oh my gosh, did I actually tell that story? Did I actually Mm. share that? Oh my gosh. And I know it's all my ego um, because vulnerability makes us lean in. Vulnerability connects us. So, you know, I have gotten used to the vulnerability hangover feeling. Like I'm like, oh, there it is again. And like, I almost joke about it with my husband and my girlfriends, like my girlfriends who are in this space, you know, in the personal development world and amazing heart-centered entrepreneurs, you know, I'll send them a message after and I'm like, they'll say, how did the show go? And I'm like, massive vulnerability hangover. And they're like, ah, how funny. Like we just kind of laugh it (laughs) off now. Um, but but it's an uncomfortable yeah. feeling in your gut sometimes. And if you have opened yourself up and really been authentic and vulnerable and spoken your truth and it's not received in a desired way, then we have to just accept that and let it go because we can't hold our truth back out of fear of what other people may say, all we can really do is speak our truth, speak openly, honestly, and authentically, and be real in every moment because that's our truth. And no one can say that that's not your truth if it is your truth. So I think showing up, being vulnerable, and then letting it go is letting go of how you want it to be received and just speaking your truth is really important. And, you know, I also, when I was sending, you know, those beautiful heartfelt messages to my mom and dad and my brother, I also sent it to a couple of friends that I, I also really wanted to deepen my relationship with. Cause one of my, uh, you know how every, uh, most people have like a word for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three words and my, Three words are deep, soulful connection. Mm. And that is deep, soulful connection with myself and with others. Mm. And so them, that's my little 
that's not my one word, that, that's my three words for the year. Um, and I read that every morning. You know, I've got it written up um, in my room so that I can see it. That's that's my word for this year. That's what I'm really craving and desiring within myself and within my relationships. So I also sent um, the same sort of message to a couple of my friends, like, there was two girls that are in my life that are kind of like, I love them and I adore them so much. Um, but they're kind of on the sideline mm-hmm. and we live in different States and, um, which may, you know, maybe why we haven't been able to really connect. We haven't been in physical, like in the physical, uh, same space. So I sent one of them, um, this beautiful long message, how much I love all of our times we've shared together. And again, just saying how much I am grateful for her and how I, I love her and her partner. And, um, when we traveled to Greece together and we did this and things like that. Um, and I really want to go deeper and I want to support you. Like I want to be your, I want to be here for you. I want to be a sounding board for you. So please reach out to me and, you know, know that I'm always here to support you and anything that you need help with, I'm here. And she kind of wrote back, oh, that's so beautiful. And thank you so much, Mel. And I'm so grateful. And then crickets. And I know, and I, and I know in that moment, I could have taken it really personally and she doesn't like me. And, you know, my mean girl could have gone crazy, but I know that it's where she's at in her journey and where she's at in her life. And I've showed up mm-hmm. and she knows I'm here. I have waved to the flag. I'm here for you. I'm here to help you and support you however I can, whether it's in business or whether it's personally, I'm here for you. Um, and, and she is just not at that space where she is really ready to crack open her heart and let someone in. And that's okay because the t- time may come. You know, it might be in a month or it might be in a year. It doesn't matter, but I have spoken my truth and my truth in that moment was to say those words to her and that's all I can do, you know, and, and I can't get upset or attached to the outcome. And I actually feel so neutral about it. And I, I feel good in my heart knowing that she knows that I am here for her whenever she's ready. Mm-hmm. I love that you shared that. I actually, I'm, I'm obsessed with this topic right now because that's exactly what my book is about is just creating tribe. And I, I kind of go through all these different scenarios and you're reminding me of a scenario with me right now, actually, where it's just like, I have all of these amazing women constantly reaching out, but sometimes I, I drag my past into the present of, oh my God, if I even engage in these certain conversations and go really deep, they might expect all of this time from me and I can't spread myself this thin with what's going on with family right now. So it's kind of like, I'm like, that's not what they're expecting How about I rewind and stop projecting some of the past or even talk about what my fears are, you know, say, hey, I'd love to engage in this way. Um, These are some things that are coming up for me or or whatnot. It's like these open conversations, right? Oh, yeah, that's it. That is it. And it's really great that you're aware of that, honey, that you can that you could catch that and that you could see that you were dragging some old baggage into the present Um, because we we women, (laughs) um, 
We tend to make up stories in our head. Mm -hmm. We make up stories in our head. Everything is a story. And we have a story around our health. We have a story around our money. You know, one of our great friends, Peter Kelly, Mm -hmm. always talks about the money story. But everything we tell ourselves is a story. Mm -hmm. Our story around relationships, our parents, our friends, health, everything, money. Mm -hmm. And so that is an old story that you're bringing into the present moment, um, which is blocking you, or as Peter says, cock blocking you. (laughs) Um, it is. And because, you know, that, that's, that could block you from a beautiful experience with a new female Mm -hmm. that you just don't know where it could even go. Absolutely. So do you have anything in your life right now? And I know that you were just talking about kind of how you create completion around something when it's incomplete. So is there something in a relationship or in your life that is feeling like it's really needing some personal completion right now? I am definitely the person that can't leave things. Like if I have had a disagreement with someone or something feels icky, Mm -hmm. I have to resolve it. Mm. I have to resolve it because it kind of like eats away at me. It Mm -hmm. eats away at my soul and takes up space in my life. And that space could be used for creativity or something else or to give to someone else. So I am definitely the person who is, if something is, if something is unresolved, I really want to resolve it. So I'll pick up the phone, um, or I'll meet up with that person and I'll do my best to resolve it. Um, in terms of completion, I, I can't think of anything that need any relationships that need completion, but, um, currently for me right now, a really, um, a relationship I'm working on is my relationship with my stepson. Mm -hmm. So I I have a 12 year old stepson and, um, we have him 50% of the time. So we have him one week on and one week off. And right now in my life, it is bringing up a lot of stuff and I have a lot of old stinky stories that have come to the surface and I've got to rewrite those stories. Um, so I, that's what I'm working on at the moment. And that's what, uh, a relationship that I'd love to give some more love and, and attention and time. Um, and the only way I'm going to do that is by creating space and actually showing up and doing it. So, you know, if there are any relationships in your life at the moment that are icky or unresolved, you know, I highly recommend doing your best to complete them, you know, resolve them because it's only going to eat away at your soul. Mm. Do you have any favorite relationship lessons, maybe one good one, one bad one that you can share with us, just something that just felt like unresolvable, but ended up bringing such incredible perspective into your life? That's a really good question. 
can't think of anything off the top of my head. Unresolvable. I think one of a lesson. Okay, a lesson that I am constantly reminded of is to practice, and I talk about this in the book, to practice crystal clear communication. Now, whenever there is a relationship break, uh, sorry, a breakdown in a relationship, whether it's with my husband or my stepson or my mom or a friend or someone on my team, whenever there is a breakdown, someone has failed to practice crystal clear communication. And that's okay. It's not about blaming the other person. Well, you didn't practice crystal clear communication. No, it's no, 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 no. It's not about that. It's about awareness because awareness is key to transformation on all levels. So any sort of inner transformation we want to have, we have to be aware of what is unfolding first. So awareness, like if my husband and I are like, like getting angry at each other. It, one of us will see and go, okay, right. We're not practicing crystal clear communication here. And sometimes it's me and sometimes it's him. And I might say to him, honey, we clearly can't practice crystal clear communication right now. So I'm going to go for a walk. And when you're ready, let's come back together. Mm. And he says it to me too. Like he'll be like, babes right now, this is not, we're not practicing CCC. You, you know, we need to take five. And he, he said, he'll say to me, you know, come to me when you're ready to speak mm. clearly, crystally from your heart. Mm. Because crystal clear communication is speaking from your heart, not mm. your head. <laughs> so from your heart, from your heart is, uh, hey, baby, I feel sad because X, Y, and Z, or whatever it is. Um, speaking from your head is, you did this to me, and I feel like this because of you, blame, point, judge. Mm -hmm. So we got to practice the crystal clear communication. That is probably one of the best relationship tools to have in your toolkit. Because whenever there's a relationship breakdown, someone has failed to practice crystal clear communication. It's, it's that simple. Mm. Yeah. I, and I love that you say you kind of give that buffer because that has literally changed, um, my relationship with my husband, like years ago, we just kind of, I, I don't know, somehow our souls kind of figured it out. Like this is not going to go well if we talk right now. So let's just come back in a little bit, like just hold on, like let the feelings pass because otherwise those feelings just, they have their own language and it's not pretty and it's not you. It's almost like something totally possesses your body. Um, and it's like the fight, uh, I don't remember what movie it was from, but it's like the fight is having you and you're just like, you're having an out of body experience watching how ugly this like train wreck is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely been there. So for you, when you're on tour with your husband, and this is, this is just reminding me if I was ever on tour with my husband, which he's actually going to come on my book tour with me, but I can only imagine that while you're doing all of this transformational work for people about relationships and crystal clear communication, that you guys have probably had moments of frustration together or maybe where you felt frustrated on the road or tired or overwhelmed. Did you have that with this tour at all or was this a pretty good, did you guys feel like you had worked out all the bugs beforehand? 
Oh, I mean, we shared on stage very openly and honestly about our relationship and people would come up to us at the end because we did like a meet and greet at the end mm-hmm. when we, we signed books and we got photos and it was really beautiful to connect with everyone. And this one girl came up to us at the end and she was bawling her eyes out. And she's, and I, and, and I asked everyone the same question. I said, what did you get out of the show? I want to like, what did you get out of the show? What resonated for you? And she said, this might sound really weird, but what I took, what I'm taking away from tonight is that you two aren't perfect. Mm. And Nick and I laughed. We like, we laughed and we were like, of course we're not perfect because perfect and perfection do not exist. And if that is what you're striving for, if you're striving for a perfect relationship with rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, you are going to be very disappointed because that doesn't exist. And I said to her, sweetie, cut out that word perfect and perfection from your vocabulary. Cut it out because it doesn't exist. I think it's Michelangelo when he is like sculpting and like, you know, doing all of his beautiful work. At the end of it, he would always um, put like a scratch in his sculptures because he's like, I don't want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to think that Nick and I have a quote unquote perfect relationship, whatever that even is, whatever that even is. I don't even know what it is. So we're very real and open and honest and vulnerable about our stuff. And during the tour, um, we didn't have anything come up. Uh, I'm just trying to reflect back, but, um, we stayed very, we stayed really beautifully connected. It was actually really gorgeous. And every time we went on stage, we did a beautiful meditation together where, you know, we stood and we put both the, like I had my hand on his heart and he had his hand on my heart and the other hand was like just on their waist. And we did like some breaths together. We took a couple of deep breaths and we said a prayer and we made sure that we were connected into our own hearts and then connected to each other's heart because that's, that's what, where we wanted to speak from. And, um, But as we talk about, we talked about in the show that in every relationship, there's always support and challenge. And in every situation, there's always support and challenge. So in a very quote unquote challenging situation that you might have, we've got to look for the support. It's always there. We just have to look for it. You know, Um, for example, Nick was talking about on the tour, he went through a really challenging year last year. He went through a really challenging time. He was going through what we call the spiritual washing machine. He was getting upgraded. Mm. His operating system was getting an upgrade last year and it was, it was hard for him, but he was, he had support. He had me, he had Leo, he had so much support around him. So even though there are challenging times, there is always support as well, because that's how the universe works. 
support and challenge, yin and yang, Shiva and Shakti, masculine, feminine, you know, hot and cold, up and down. Those polarities exist in our relationships and also in nature. So for you guys, do you, especially around relationships, are there certain things like when, when you really are feeling like you need a boundary around something, whether it's with your family, with your friends, with your partner, how do you discuss boundaries? Because so many of us, especially women, we really are fearful of saying no and saying what we need and the guilt and the shame that goes with saying no or thinking that we're being selfish around when you know your soul is calling for boundaries. What's something that you can can um, do, say, feel into so that we can release uh, those feelings on the other side? Mm. I talk a lot about healthy boundaries in the book because they are very important in all of your relationships, not just your romantic relationship, in every relationship. We have to assert these healthy boundaries. And the way that we do it, we can either verbally say it or we just take action. Mm. You know, we just take action. So that's what I do. Sometimes, you know, I'll say, um, that, you know, that's not okay for me. Um, I, you know, I'm not okay with that, whether it's to Nick or, or, um, someone else. So you can either verbalize your boundary and I get you to get really clear on your boundaries in the book. So there's a whole chapter about really understanding yourself. It's called dive into your ocean. And it's really about getting crystal clear on your values, your beliefs, your interests, and your desires and your healthy boundaries. And we go through every area of your life. So what are your health boundaries? What are your relationship boundaries? What are your work boundaries? What are your, you know, we go through every single area of your life. Um, and so when you're clear on your boundaries and you've written them down, you are then able to crystal clearly communicate them to those around you. So the first step is getting really clear on what they are and then either communicating them or just living them. So for example, I have boundaries around my phone. Mm. Um, my phone, for example, I have to set boundaries around it. Otherwise it will run and ruin my life. So for myself, my, my healthy boundaries around my phone are it's on airplane mode. A majority of the t- the day, I only take it off airplane mode if I'm going to use it. And that is to upload on Instagram or to make a phone call or send a text message. Otherwise my phone is on airplane mode. And, um, that also sends a signal to everyone else that you can't get in contact with me whenever you want. I don't want to be a slave to my phone. So you can't call me and message me. Well, you can, but I won't get it until I've turned my phone off airplane mode. So that's a boundary that I have had to set. Um, And then I have boundaries around Instagram um, because in the past that has really overwhelmed me Mm -hmm. um, a lot. Um, And I have, and I, yeah. It, I mean, for me, some people, it doesn't overwhelm. Um, and for anyone listening who it doesn't overwhelm, can you please give me some tips? Um, <laughs> cause I would love that. Um, mm. uh, but I, I've had to really set some, some boundaries for myself around Instagram. Um, I only, you know, check it twice a day 
um, and I do not open it until I have, until really around mid-morning, so maybe like 10 or 11, sometimes even 12. I mean, today it's 12 o'clock here in Australia, midday, and I haven't opened it. Because I've I've not had I've not had this, the time yet, um, and I'm I am setting a healthy boundary to not do the mindless scrolling. So when I open Instagram, it is for a purpose. It is to either post or to respond to comments and things like that. Um, so sometimes I don't get to it until three in the afternoon um, if I've got you know, book tour and podcasts and writing and speaking gigs and interviews and things like that. So I think we just really need to be sure of our own healthy boundaries. We can either express them verbally. If you don't want to express them, you just, you just live them and people will see, okay, well, you know, she doesn't have her phone on all the time or she doesn't want to be spoken to like that. Um, or whatever it is. But first of all, we just got to get clear on what our boundaries are. Mm. I love that you said that because it really is like just deciding you, you teach people. My husband always says this, especially in the, when we really got into network marketing, because it's like, you can be available 24 seven, right? Especially the, just the online world in general, just social media. It's like you, you teach people how to treat you. And <laughs> it's so funny. We would have like these emergencies on our team and you know, they thought they were emergencies and he'd be like, I'm not answering until afternoon. Cause otherwise these people think they can message you at five in the morning or six in the morning. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so right. So while I'm having a panic attack, he's like, totally chilling, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then I watched totally. how effective that is. Like, it's so effective and I was losing my peace over it and here he is totally fine. So that has been such a teacher. And I love that you do that with social media. Cause I feel, I feel the same way a lot and it's been game changing to just my, I'm like done with it by certain time of night. And when I start to get that feeling, I recognize it and I'm like, this is not, I know what this is from. This means this goes over here. So um, really powerful, really, really powerful. You get your life back. You know, we don't realize what we're losing it to, like social media. So um, what is something that you want to let go of? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so coming back to the relationship I'm most wanting to love and nurture and water at the moment, which is my relationship with my stepson. Mm. Something that I want to let go of is control mm. around him. Yeah. It's, it's the control that it's an old default pattern that I learned from watching my parents. And it's something that I, it stinks and I don't want, I don't want to live like that. So I would really like to, and what I'm working on right now with my mentors and coaches is really letting go of the control around him. Mm. That's beautiful and not easy, especially because that's <laughs> it's like a control can really feed off of, you know, the human need of certainty. It just, we think we're feeling certain and it's just not actually, it's not actually serving us because it usually again goes the other way, goes the other way. So with your book, cause I want to circle back to the book. What is something that you really want people to know about the book? Mm, okay. So first of all, 
something that I want people to know just in general is that you are all worthy of deep love, rocking relationships and soulful connections and sex. Like this isn't reserved for some people, you know, we're all the same. We're all one. I didn't get any more specialness dust sprinkled on me from God when I was born into this world. Mm. We're all the same and we all deserve it. Mm. And I think a lot of people have very loud inner mean girls or inner bad boys and that voice inside their head that says, I'm not worthy of this or I'll never meet my soulmate or I'll never, you know, experience that sort of love, um, that voice is quite loud. And I really want to remind everyone that we didn't come here to suffer, you know, God or the universe, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, didn't put you on earth to suffer. We came here to be the full expression of ourselves, to play, to have fun, fun to share our gifts to serve to inspire like that's why we're here not to suffer and we can experience these beautiful relationships and connections and deep authentic heart opening expansive connections with other people and ourselves first and foremost like that is possible for every single person and i just want i just wanted to remind everyone of that and And then in terms of the book, um, I mean, I cover all of this stuff in the book, but it essentially comes, you know, I start the book talking about self-love and self-acceptance because you can't experience deep love and rocking relationships and soulful connections with others until you have that with yourself first. Mm. So we've really got to love and accept our beautiful self. That is key. That is key for everything. And then that will trickle out into all of your relationships and your work and your health and your relationship with money. You know, it feeds out into every area of your life. When you are overflowing with love for yourself and grateful for the body that you've been given and this time here on this earth, that's when life really starts to become fun. I felt that. (laughs) So good. So is there anything else that has come up around this work while you're out on the road that you want to share with anyone in completion for the podcast? I think like what we were talking about before, just striving for perfection. I know, Laurie, you guys probably get it. Like people probably look at you and Chris and go, oh my gosh, they're so perfect. They're so successful. They have everything. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're still like everyone's working on their stuff. And I, I don't want people to put me on a pedestal because we're all here to grow and evolve. That's why we're here. Mm. And if I was enlightened, I would have levitated out of my body by now. And I'm pretty sure I'm still sitting on this chair. So, you know, please let go of the word perfect 
and striving for perfection and just be you. Mm. Be you. You are perfect, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, perfect. You are whole. You are complete just as you are. Mm. And really own that and feel that because that will feed out into every area of your life. So beautiful. And thank you so much for showing up the way that you do and writing another book. I'm so excited. Um, and I know that everybody on the podcast is going to be really excited because I know I still get people who message me about your last podcast and your book. So I'm so grateful that you continue to show up to do the work for yourself because that's truly how we get to experience um the answers in the other side of what you have gone through. So it's so great that you share so vulnerably and I'm just grateful for the work that you do in the world. So I always end on one last question and it may have changed since the last time. So we'll have to see. (laughs) So Melissa, before I ask the question though, where can they get your book and where can everybody follow you if they're not already doing that? Well, my website is melissaambrosini.com. Um, to get the book, you can go to melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide. If you want to get it online, it's on Amazon or go into a bookstore. You know, you can go into bookstores, whatever floats your boat. It's also an audio. And then I'm on social media. I'm really active on Instagram and it's just Melissa Ambrosini. I'm also on Facebook, Melissa Ambrosini Tribe. But I hang out mainly on those two platforms. So come and introduce yourself. Let me know what you think of the book. I would would love to hear your top three key takeaways once you've read it. Mm, I love it. Okay, so you're in an elevator with someone. I probably asked you this before, but we're asking it again because all the listeners love to hear the answer. So it's only like a 30-second ride, and someone looks over at you. It's a total stranger, and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Love and accept yourself unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and completely. You guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. 
They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built 
for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.